Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be chatting about on this week's episode? Ryan, fixing homelessness is a monumental task, but there are those out there willing to take up the fight. More on that later. Plus, porn and the American school system. What do they have in common? Not much, but I'll make it work for this episode. We could do it. What about you, Ryan? This week, I have a surprisingly poignant you've got mail, and I have renounced my ways all over again, so let's get into it. Here we go. Dickmatize, Tyler. What do you know about dickmatize? I understand that we're starting off in a ridiculous place. It's, it's a crass place. It, it is a crass place, and, and I understand that it's tough because we're trying to balance, uh, I shouldn't say meaty ideas. Um, we're trying to balance highbrow, interesting, thought-provoking humor, and every now and then we start a show with dickmatize. Tell me what you know about the word dickmatize. Every now and then. Every time. You're doing the majority of, of observational, profound humor, and every once in every a while, once in a while I we, wade, we get a, a dickmatize. I, I go knuckle deep into poor humor, sure. Well, I assume that- Have you heard that word? I have heard that word. I assume that dickmatized is a portmanteau of dick and hypnotize. <laughs> Don't use big words when we're, using, which, when we're talking about dickmatize. Which means that you hypnotize somebody with your penis. Okay, it's an adjective. You've got that right. Slang vulgar impressed by or obsessed with a penis, which is also known as a dick. Right. Now, okay. obviously, there are deeper societal notions to dickmatize other than just a funny word. Now, what's portmanteau again, just in case anybody doesn't know? Obviously, I do. It's when you combine uh, two words like, uh, like, like spork or brunch. Brangelina. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Or, uh, you know, trailer. What? Taylor that's Swift and... Never mind. So... That's an actual word. Dickmatized is where somebody is obsessed with you because you have had sex and they just can't get your dick off their mind, Tyler. So, my question to you is, what's the female version of that? We got dickmatized running around out here. What about the other thing? Let's. We need to be inclusive, not exclusive. We need a word. Now, 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 this becomes a little bit more tricky because men, yeah, let's go into real societal talk here. Men are more easily influenced. You tell me if I'm wrong about this because I could be wrong by sex. Am I wrong about this or? I, I would, yeah. Is that I, a stereotype? No, I would say testosterone is a hell of a drug and, and estrogen, I think, my belief is that estrogen it allows women to be more in touch with their emotions where testosterone makes us more sexually driven to the point where where we make really, really dumb mistakes. Well, you know what? Here we go. I actually have found an exit ramp here where we can actually talk about real shit and we're not just throwing dickmatized at each other. I hear from women all the time, 
and I agree with it before I even say it, women have it tough. Women, and we've talked about this a million times on the show. Sure. You need to go run out to your car because you forgot your sweater and you've got to look over your over your shoulder. It, you know, is this is somebody going to come up and take me? Men very rarely have to worry about that. I'm hoping someone will take me. I, let me consider it. I'll see how you perform on this episode and I, we'll, we'll discuss it. I just want the human interaction. He wants to be Little Spoon, by the way, everybody. You should know that before you pick him up. Big men could be Little Spoons, too. I don't think anybody's arguing against that. Is anybody saying you shouldn't be allowed to be a Little Spoon? I'm sure there's somebody out there. We'll find them. Yeah. Um, so, and the idea is, and I've heard women say, hey, you go on a date. Men are thinking, um, hey, I wonder if I like this person. I wonder if there's any sexual chemistry here, whatever it is. Women are thinking, is this man going to kill me? Yeah, yeah. The answer for both Probably yes. <laughs> so you're having great success then on your I've been dates. doing well, yeah. And, and I say to women, and I don't mean to undermine any of those true points. Women have to worry about the physicality of men and their dark desires and all this stuff. Men have it hard too, and that is not a pun. Men are, and not just in the human realm, animals across the animal kingdom do dumb, aggressive, stupid shit that they would not do if it wasn't for testosterone. Correct. So with that being said, we need to equal the playing field here. You guys got digmatized. What do we have, Tyler? What is the word for us? Um, well, first of all, I think we are using the word digmatized. I, I think we should. I, I think this is a part where we should have someone like podcast mommy on we need a female's perspective on these sort of things mommy wants any part of this i agree but i don't think you and i two men should be sitting here naming women's body parts i think that is just asking to drive into a pit of 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 cancellation so what do you want me to do with this list that i got here tyler i got three <laughs> i got three options i got three options and who's ready to get canceled because i know i am go ahead and read them buddy so, I'm here to support. I don't think this is going to get us canceled. We're going to find out together. Clitmatized, too obvious, right? No, that's, that's, that's too easy. That's not it. And the problem is with that is you're right there in that word focusing on the clit. And the thing is- Which doesn't exist. And, and first of all, not real. <laughs> and second of all, in a serious thing, and I think a lot of women out there would would uh, appreciate this, right in those guys you hate.com. Please. Um, you can't just focus on that. On it's, it's, it's on the clit. It's not just a red uh, launch button. When you focus too much on that, it's it spoils the experience. All right. Well, I think that is meant to be enjoyed. You know, uh, ever so often here and there. Well, I think that that's different for each woman. You know what I mean? I think some women like that and some women don't. I, I don't know. I just think a lot of men, how I used to be, saw that as like a get out of jail free card. That's interesting. Where it's like I just focus on this and I'm good to go. No, no. There's a whole woman in front of you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Tyler, this is good sexual advice from Tyler, who has not been clitmatized. <laughs> Muffmanic. What do you think about that? <laughs> Muffmanic. Now, now that's suggesting some sort of like uh, criminal behavior, like man... <laughs> Manic, and also, who's calling it a muff? I just don't like that. <laughs> the 70s porn stars. Sure. <laughs> sure. There is no way I could ever say muff manic sure. without tears coming to my eyes from laughing so hard. In sexual overtones, <laughs> muff manic would be hard to pull up, but who's using digmatized in a romantic sense? Absolutely no one. Unless <laughs> it's just kind of swinging back and forth. You're, you know what? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're devolving. Yeah, we're devolving. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, and Let's stay scientific. Here. Now, here's my... Those, those two were brought up by street producer Lenny. Okay. 
<laughs> Lenny, I love you. And I can't imagine why he doesn't want his real name used on this show. It just, it's, a, what do you, it's a mystery to me. Street producer Lenny is his real name. His uh, first name is Street. You know what? I have not seen his birth certificate, so I cannot say that that's not true. Tell me what you think about Conchanted. Okay. That's really nice. Conchanted. It's so close to the name of a Disney movie. Oh. <laughs> I love it. It's so close. It sounds like it's fun for the whole family. And we know how they love hiding sexual innuendos right out in front of everybody to see. I think we've hit the nail on the head, Tyler. I gotta ask, name of the show? <laughs> We're gonna find out together. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we have been conchanted. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to another Those Guys You Hate. Tyler, my man, my friend, my co-host, how are you today, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, a little hungry. You jerks are keeping me away from lunch, so we're going to get this over with, and you will be entertained. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. I like that mm-hmm. attitude, Tyler. Now, Tyler, <laughs> you know that I am known for my rap names. Uh, Ryan Menendez, a.k.a. Handsome Butterface, a.k.a. Sloppy Poppy. I got a new one. Tell me what you think of this. Johnny Cash. Does that do anything for it's not, you? It's not terrible. Johnny Cash. I like that. It's not terrible. I think you may get sued for copyright infringement. It's yeah. very close. I don't even know who you're talking about. Tyler, something that is interesting in our lives that I think that we could peel back and turn into something. Instagram, social media, mm-hmm. not our jam, baby. Back in our lives again. Is that true? Thank you to Podcast Mommy. PM. She has been such a... Uh, a boon. A, a boon for us. She's been a light at the end of the tunnel. We are back on Instagram. I'm sure we will get TikTok going soon, but Instagram right now is rolling. Uh, find us at those guys underscore you hate. I don't like that. Change that. Yeah, I, get get yeah, rid of that I'll, underscore. I'll, it bothers me. I'll be sure to do that. Now... The reason that I bring it up is not just to let everybody know that we're back on Instagram. It's not just a digitally panhandle for followers. What the real purpose is, is I would like to discuss as somebody, the re, why, let me do it this way. Why don't you use social media? What, what kind of, does Reddit count as social media? Yes, or? I do use social media because I'm on Reddit. Okay, I'm yeah. on Quora. Yeah. Uh, and the reason that I'm on Quora is because it's so bad, I know that I will never get addicted. It's terrible just so bad. But you use it every day. Just to warm my brain up. And every morning I'm like, this sucks dick. Like I, I just, everything is too small. Everything is cut off. It's all bad. Cora, if you can hear me, get your shit together. Yeah, the format isn't great. It's really bad. Yeah. So I quit social media because it was one of the very first addictions that I gave up. I think cigarettes was technically the first uh, addiction that I just quit cold turkey. And then if we're not including Reddit, which I got into many years later, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, even MySpace, uh, I quit uh, like hardcore because I just got to a point where even my brain, as addicted as I can be to certain things, my brain was like, this is really unhealthy. Well, I have never been part of social media in any sort of a big way. But of course, I browsed, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever the deal is. And I never left there feeling not better, but even as good as when I started. No. 
I and I don't know if other people feel the same way as I do. Maybe it's different for everybody. I know you can use social media to learn things, but you can also use it to doom scroll. And it's not the same for everyone. But for me personally, it's just not something that I like in my life. It's something like you said with cigarettes, something that just makes me feel worse. No judgment on anybody else. But now we're back in Instagram because if we want this to grow, it's our only choice. Yes. Yeah. I I see. Uh, I see it as like a homework assignment. Like I've I've been on Instagram since we got it started going again. I've been trying to interact and whatnot, and I'm keeping an eye on it. But there is nothing in my brain that tells me like, man, you're really enjoying this. Like I I don't enjoy doing it. Well, even the anticipation of it and seeing how well that post did and going and checking for me that just dredges up these feelings that I don't particularly love. And also on top of that, on these videos that we put out so far. I look like a rotting corpse yeah. and there have been secret emails and text messages going back and forth where I have been irate about not just how bad I look, but how good you look. Thank and, you. And that, no, no, no. This is not a compliment, Tyler. Thank you. You're being, you're inappropriate. And I think that we need to get HR involved because this is out of control. You've got the pink wall. Mm. It's warm. and makes you look good. I got the blue wall. It makes me look like I'm doing this straight from a morgue. And I don't want to make this a personal thing about me. But this is about me. Yeah. And we need to fix this shit up real quick because I'm handsome, damn it. I, I get it. Yes, you are Thank handsome. You, Thank you, you are handsome. I need more than that, though. I will say this. Uh, first of all, in order for any of this to work, we're going to have to hire an HR person. Then I'll, you, I'll then, do it. Then you get to complain to that person. Podcast mommy. Well, I don't know if I want She's that. She's busy. I don't know if Leave I want her those alone. problems. Um, yeah. And then who is she going to complain to when you with about you? So that's all I'm Thank saying. Thank you for cleaning that up yeah, before you and said then, it. And then... Um, and then I'm wondering if it's the blue wall or if it's just your jaundice-like skin that's let's, making your skin look jaundice Let's not find out, Tyler. But we are back on Instagram. Those guys underscore you hate. Please follow us. We're, we're, we're slowly working to get this better. I know we always end up talking about ourselves here at the beginning, but these are big things that are happening. And I think of the audience as being our, our, our team member. And I like keeping them in on what's happening. Team member? This is our cult. You... Pricks have got to do Pricks. what we say. First rule Pricks of a cult. Is a fun word. First rule of a cult is you always make the people under you feel like they are your partner. That's number one rule of uh, of a cult. I thought it was property. Make them feel like property. Sure. Yeah. Beloved property. Got you. Oh, you know I love you, baby, but you belong to me. That's now. exactly right, Tyler. Let's do the depression index, which we forgot to do last week. We did. We did. No one what the depression index is, is a machine that I built with my skin that's aging poorly, and we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how has your mental health been this week? It's been pretty good, Ryan. It's been I know, it's annoying. Pretty good. I hate it when you're happy because, not because I don't like to see you happy, but it all there's retribution. You and I are on some sort of, and this is not a joke, you and I are on some sort of cosmic seesaw, and whenever you're happy, I'm upset. Yeah, we... Um, That's true, is it not? It, it is. We we space jam each other for some reason. <laughs> Why sometimes, That's not as gay as it sounds. Sometimes you're the monsters, other times I'm the monsters, yeah. and we just sap the, the happiness from the other yeah. for some reason. It's weird. It is weird. Um, my theme for this week is fantasies in our head. Fantasies How often do you indulge fantasies in your in your imagination? 
that's an interesting question. How often do I've got so, I've got so many where I get to be the savior of somebody. Somebody's being attacked, and then I come in and I and I defend them, and no, I'm no. the I'm the hero. No, where is this? Ha- you're talking about it like the grocery store. Any time like, throughout the day. But are you sitting in your room thinking about this, or are you seeing a situation and now in your mind you're the savior? No, no. It's just any time that I have time to think for myself. Interesting. Uh, I have these fantasies that pop up into my head, and I get into them. Like quickly. No, my fantasies are probably a little different than that. Uh-huh. But but can you give me like an example? I'm not trying to make fun. I, no, I no, really want to understand what you're saying. That's okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, ooh, ooh, fantasies where I get superpowers. That's always a really fun one. I get to be the savior of the world. So you're thinking in fan fiction. Uh, and sometimes, yeah. Okay. And then there are also there are, cool. there's also realistic ones where, like I said, like uh, like that that part in Training Day where they're driving past the where alley, they smoke the angel dust, and right before, yeah, right after that, and they're passing by the alley, and he says, "Stop the car! Stop the car!" and he gets out and saves that woman from being raped. Okay, like that, like that. I'm the savior of somebody. And then he has his cat peeled back. <laughs> That's right. And then Denzel Washington's character asks him what ball he wants to keep and then points the guns at his testicles. Oh, anyway. That, great I don't, character. Uh, yeah, great character. Denzel Washington's best. Um, I, uh, yeah, just uh, it's just a monumental list, uh, a, a catalog of these fantasies where I get to be the good guy. I get to be the savior. I think this is a perfect juxtaposition of our personalities because as I'm thinking about this, uh, my, my, my initial reaction is, I don't do a lot of that. What I do, and you know this to be a fact, is I think in place of that is worry. And you're not a big worrier. Mm. I'm a worrier. I instead of like thinking of myself as being some sort of savior, I think very often about like how, and it's something I'm really trying to change. How is this going to go wrong? I think that's where my mind goes. Mm. That's sad. I want to be a hero. I yeah, want, I no, want my I, cat peeled back. You, I want my shit pushed in. No, you're 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 you're, you're switching that. You don't want to have your cat don't, peeled back. Don't tell me what bitch. I want. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Hector. Um, yeah. So so f- even even fantasies in our head. Something that we I think do a lot is as kids is uh, picture yourself up on the stage as a rock star. Okay, now that I've done. Or 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 an actor. This uh, you know an actor whatever. And I think specifically with those, we always picture ourselves at the finish line. We always picture ourselves as the the huge star that's in front of the millions of people instead or 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 with the perfect body. You always picture yourself with the with the with the eight pack and with the I, and, and I the do biceps. picture myself that way. There you go. I think something that's very healthy, especially in regards to those last ones that I brought up, is because we can get really down on ourselves. Man, why why can't I you know, get this body that I keep imagining. Why can't I get this thing that I keep picturing myself as achieving? I think something that we should throw in every time if it comes if it comes into our head, something that we should throw in on these thoughts is the step-by-step process on how to get there. How the people that you're imagining to be, how did they actually achieve that? Absolutely. When you picture yourself up on stage, try to throw in there the countless hours of practice, practice, Learning practice. Learning how to play the guitar and being shitty at it. Being terrible at it. Yep. When you picture yourself with that perfect body, throw in the thought of having to do a hundred crunches and pull-ups sure. in order to get there. You know how many times I've had to throw up my dinner to get to where I'm at? <laughs> That's not what we're trying to promote <laughs> I'd say it's worth it. We, I think we need to challenge these thoughts because they can be, depending on the context, a lot of fun. 
But I think that we can get lost in them. And it even much like social media in a different way, but much like social media, we keep projecting these things into our mind and it distorts reality for us. For sure. We talk all the time about how powerful our thoughts are. So instead, when we are having these thoughts, if you're like me and you have these thoughts, throw in some reality in there. Throw in th these, these things where, hey, maybe I can't be a superhero, but you know what I can do? I can be fucking kind to people today, even if I don't feel like Which it. Which is like a superpower. It, I, mean, I mean, think of how many assholes there are out there today. I am kind, man. <laughs> be the kind person. Be, and I'm sorry to go Gandhi here, be the change you want to see in the world. And don't let these fantasies control you. It's something that I'm working on every day of the week. Well, is there somewhere in between where you can use these fantasies, you can have them in your mind, but also be realistic about them? Where, and I think that's what you're preaching here, where you can go towards your goal, but also under, I think what we're talking about here is almost like perfection, right? Perfectionism, where you're expect, you know, you're seeing this yoga teacher on Instagram, but you're forgetting about the thousands of hours that had to be put in to be able to lick the bottom of your foot like that. Yeah, and all the trauma I'm sure that person went through to deep, become a yoga teacher. Deep trauma. Yeah. Yoga people are weird. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, yoga he people. He says that as a yoga person. I am a yoga person. He's a yoga person. I'm so far away from being able to suck my own toes, though. <laughs> He's got the trauma. He just doesn't have the flexibility. <laughs> now, what do I do with it? <laughs> so, so yeah, just it's. I think that the foundation, the the, the quintessential part of all of this that I'm, that I'm, this whole diatribe is about. Challenge the thoughts in your head, specifically the drug-like ones that give you that really good feeling challenge those with some with a little dose of reality and bring yourself back down to planet earth and and be here with um with yourself and what will that give you like once you've done that once you've added a little bit of realism into your fantasies what are you hoping to achieve much like drugs where hey man Drugs are a lot of fun. Hell yeah, Tyler. Until, I'm going to stop you right there. Until, until they ruin your life. Yeah. And fantasies, while not as potent as drugs, fantasies can take you to a different world. And as I said, distort your reality. So being here in reality, it, it will help you take back control of your life. Well, with a lot of those serial killers that you love, uh, so many of them, I do. It, with so many of them, they say that their fantasy life is what you know, led them into this dark place where it just starts building up and building up and building up and your fantasies can replace your actual life. Absolutely, and you want to talk about people who have gone through trauma. World of Warcraft. Yes, what about it? Fan I, my timing was way that off. That was there. weird. Fantasies replacing your real life though. You're not a fucking orc. <laughs> Get some suns. I am in my head. <laughs> and that's it, is these people, these, as you said, serial killers have gone through such deep trauma they get lost so deeply in these fantasies yes. as a form of protection. It blends into their actual world. They, they don't know what's real and what's not real. And I hope, if you can hear the sound of my voice, you're not a serial killer. Looking at you, incels. But come, but come back to reality. Please. The real world is not so bad. And while you're here, you get to make it better. That's exactly right. If you're if you're living in a fantasy world, you don't get a chance to level up here in real life. Correct. Ooh, level up. I like your terminology. This week, I'm going to go world ahead and Warcraft, say- World of Warcraft, baby. I am at a four. Spin that <laughs> wheel, you fucking two, orc. three, four. Are you an orc? What What would you normally be in oh, one of I those was a, I was a gnome warlock. I always go really gnome. short characters in my fantasies. <laughs> you, want, you want to live out a different it's life. It's really weird for some reason. Uh, see, I'm always a giant or some sort of moving tree just to see what it's like. 
Yay it up! Even more than that, I guess. Even more than World of Warcraft? I am going to admit to something that is now embarrassing to me, but it is also true. I renounce my ways yet again. I'm going to tell you something that you already know, but the, the, the audience, I don't, I don't speak to the camera enough. Mm-hmm. The audience probably doesn't know this about me. I grew up as a bit of a narcissist. Luckily, I've got that completely beaten. Now, as a narcissist, and I didn't know at the time, I was trying to really be in control of everybody's perception of me. Now, is that a is that a hallmark of a narcissist? Is every narcissist like that? I, I think so. I think it's a, a trait of a narcissist where you're you are so focused on other people's opinions of you rather than your own opinion of now, you. Now, why is that? I, 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 I wasn't planning on going here, but that's an interesting thought. It, it comes down, and, and let me be very clear, narcissism is an actual disorder. So you can have, and I'm, this is a, a, a general Should you. Should I say I had narcissistic traits? Traits, narcissistic okay. traits. You've never, as far as I know, never been diagnosed with narcissism. I won't you, go to that damn doctor. You, you you might be, but I can't say that. You can have narcissistic traits. It is a totally, it is entirely different thing to say somebody is a narcissist. And I know that I'm speaking in general terms, but I can tell you the reason that I did that is because I didn't feel the way that I wanted to feel about myself. So I tried to instill it in others. I still really deal with a lot of those problems where I'm trying to get from other people what I'm having trouble creating in myself, AKA self-love. Well, it agreed. And it also comes from the upbringing. Our father, uh, Papa Lord in heaven, Papa Menendez, not yet. (laughs) Papa Menendez. uh, He came over what is called the, the Peter Pan project. He was born in Cuba. And when he was 14, 15 years old, got shipped over here to get to escape Fidel Castro. That is true. And that group of people, you can say this are fucked up almost. I mean, how could you not be through that trauma? But almost absolutely. Those people came over here and image was so important. Now, why is that? Because you wanted to become American. You wanted to ingratiate yourself as an American citizen and you wanted to be accepted. So it was all about people's perspective of you. The majority of Peter Pan, the people who came over in Peter Pan, don't even have Spanish accents anymore. Yeah. So the way that we were brought up is very much like that. And it wasn't a malicious uh, intent. It was just, that is what he knew. It was survival for them. And they wanted to ingratiate themselves to American Absolutely. culture. And Absolutely. they wanted to achieve and they wanted to prove. And, and they damn, did. did it fuck me up. And they did. They did. They did very much. So I, not only did I have these pulls, I invested in this thought process. Again, while not knowing what I was doing, but I read books on body language mm-hmm. where I, so that I could use body language and reading somebody's body language as a way to pull the conversation in the way that I wanted. Manipulation. I even read books. This is scary almost, but I even read books on graphology. Do you know what graphology is? I do not. Graphology is the study of human handwriting. I guess that's the only kind of handwriting there is. Uh, where you can learn about people from how they write, which is very interesting. But I, not knowing it at the time, wanted to use it for now looking back for not good purposes, where I wanted to use this almost, I'm embarrassed to say this, as a manipulative tactic. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's what you knew. It's what I knew. Yeah. It's it's our ability and willingness, not even ability, willingness to acknowledge these things about ourselves and want to grow. 
That is exactly right. And now at the point that I am, where I am in my very, very, very early 40s, I am now trying to become the person that I was before all of this stuff took hold of me. No, understanding body language is great. It's honestly a great thing to have if you want to use it in context of, of human relationships and getting closer to people. My problem with all of this stuff is with all of this information and all of this preparing for interaction with other people, you're spending all this time formulating and running these equations and algorithms in your mind that you are missing out on who you really are. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting and spoiler alert, you will never know what somebody really thinks of you. Even if somebody tells you, this is what I think about you, you never will truly know if that is exactly what that person truly means. I will do you one better. No, thank uh, you. There is, a, <laughs> there, is, there is a motto that is, what other people think about me is none of my business. As long as it's good. Is none of my business. Forget my addendum, lock that off. But, but so exactly what you're saying, I am not in charge of what other people think of me ever. I am now in a place where I am over trying to impress people. I am now at a point in my life where my, when I go out and I'm being social, I am trying to impress myself by the way that I'm listening to people, by the way that I'm, I'm not always successful being thoughtful of other people's feelings on the way that, Hey, I am, I've, I convinced myself, I'll wrap it up here that I wasn't a good guy. Mm -hmm. And I am now out trying to impress myself on a daily basis by, hey, that's not true. You yeah. are a good man and you care about other people and you're doing everything that you can to be better every single day. And that is, let's renounce our ways. Let's stop trying to manipulate people and let's manipulate ourselves in front of people. I don't think that that we should be using. Am that I term. saying that wrong? Yeah, we should not be using the word manipulate. Yeah, that was a be, that was a masturbation. Be he. Oh, gotcha. Be yeah. your own genuine self, and it is terrifying. Let it fly, baby, and impress yourself with your ability to be yourself this week. I, I got a lot going on, bro. I got. Five, I'm, I'm in a five this week. One, two, oh, three, four, yeah. five. Do you know what that means, audience? <laughs> <laughs> I hope Tyler won the president! Woo! Wow! Congratulations! You're a piece of shit. I raised my hand in the air. I got sweaty pits. Congratulations on your sweaty victory, Thank Tyler. you, buddy. We're all happy for you. Thank you. All right. Being successful see. makes me hot. How far we are here. So we're about 30 minutes in. Man, I've got a... I've got a decently long You Got Mail here. Um... And we just go to break and come back. We'll do GBI and You've Got Mail. Let's talk about this very quickly. And this is this sounds like a joke, but I'm I'm dead ass serious. Mm -hmm. Dead ass. NFL, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Just give me your general thoughts. I'm happy for anybody who they themselves are happy as long as you're not hurting another person. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around about how this is a marketing ploy. What do you think about that conspiracy theory? I it's hard to believe. She's got a movie coming out from Amazon. Who? is, you know, balls deep in the NFL right now, technically speaking. And uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just wondering how you would set up a meeting where you bring Travis Kelsey and Taylor fucking Swift into a room and go, okay, now you two guys pretend to date. Now, this, this I don't get that. This makes me feel like Tiger Beat, which I don't know if you get that reference, but no. it was like that old teeny bopper magazine. No, I don't know. Uh, but, but didn't she do the same thing with Tom Hiddleston? I don't know who that is. Loki? Loki Charms? Oh, oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that was good. I gotcha. Um, 
uh, I, I didn't even know that they saw each other. I'm so out of the loop okay. in this stuff. We can review. I'm not even sure if what I'm saying is true, but here's my thing. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying at the moment, until it's proven, I don't believe it. Taylor Swift, a giant corporation unto herself, one of the biggest in America. In, the, her, in the world. Just her name. The world. NFL, one of the biggest corporations in America. Mm. A marriage made in heaven. She went to go see uh, Travis Kelsey's game. She's in a box. Yeah, she can't come down with the plebeians. Oh, she can't Are sit you in the nosebleed. <laughs> she would be accosted. Ah, whatever. Everybody's got to be accosted every now and then. That's not true. You're probably right about that. It's terrible Don't messaging. Don't Taylor Swift. <laughs> or anybody. <laughs> these specifics but, you put on these right. messages are weird. But, but especially Taylor Swift. Can you agree with that? Sure. Sure. Those Swifties are dangerous, <laughs> sure. man. Um, so she's sitting in a box with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. With Blake Lively. Okay. With, yeah, they're, with, they're with a couple other, uh, you know, celebrity, whatever. Who else is in that box, Tyler? Who else is in that box? Is it Travis Kelsey's mom? Jake from oh. State Farm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's not a real person. <laughs> That's not a real person. And it's not just the actor, Jake from State he's Farm. He's an actor. He was wearing the red polo shirt. <laughs> he was. Tyler, this is bullshit. Okay, and I know that I'm doing a gag here, and I'm screaming like a maniac. But he... They probably knew that he was going to go to the game and they asked him, his company asked him, hey, can you please rep? That I have no trouble believing. You don't think that State Farm put him two seats away from Taylor Swift or they knew that they were going to be? This is my point. When I argue that the world is going to hell in a shit basket and we're being digmatized by Kim Kardashian and... All these, all these celebrities that are being thrown in our face to Did you be, just say Kim Kardashian dickmatized you? I, I'm, it's a, it's, I'm, I'm using a joke from earlier in the show. Got Excuse you. me. She she conchanted me. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, use you're the right. right terminology. Tyler, you're right. I, I appreciate you stopping me. That actually was very helpful. Thank you. So, you, but, but do you understand that where a lot of people say, hey, even politics, where you got uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden and all of this back and forth where some people say, hey, this is just a mirage mm -hmm. to stop you from noticing the people who are actually making the real decisions at Walmart, in the oil companies, maybe even Taylor Swift, who fucking knows. I believe that these corporations are playing us, bro. The fact that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, whatever, I don't care about your romance. You're throwing Jake from State Farm in my face like I'm not going to fucking notice that this guy isn't even a real person. It's not a real. It's like the hamburger is in there. He's, he's definitely a real no, person. He is not. I guarantee you his, his name is not Jake. Last name from State Farm. No, That's not real. No, but the person is real. If he was there wearing a leather jacket and some jeans, I might agree with you. He was wearing his Jake from State Farm. No, he Farm. had a red sweater on or a red jacket. His Jake from State Farm. State Farm, <laughs> Tyler, you've been bought and paid for, my man. You're, you don't understand oh, what's going on. I haven't gotten any money. I've just been swindled, probably. <laughs> you've been digmatized by Jake from State Farm. Okay, that and is I accurate. He's handsome. He's a handsome he man. I, and also, they, they they jacked him up on steroids. I don't know if you noticed, but that guy put... Uh, Ooh, that, is, that is reckless speculation, dude. This guy put fucking 20, 20 pounds of muscle on in his first month of uh, being on the job, it, brother. It, it looks good. That's a great job to have. It's like, hey... We're going to send you to an NFL game skybox. I 
need you to sit next to Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift. Yeah, but you've got to be a oh, fuck. fuck yeah. You got to be a fucking insurance clown, dude. You can literally give me the Hamburglar's costume, and I will wear it to that. <laughs> I believe there's videos of us on the internet where you are wearing the Hamburglar's costume. I believe it. And and, and I know I'm doing a, a gag, and we're gonna go out on a TGYH classic here, but I genuinely mean what I'm saying. No, where we I are being it. played. We're being played by the people, by the the Rockefellers and the people who are truly in charge. And we think that we have some sort of a semblance of what's going on. And I really don't think that we do, man. Mm. I really don't think that we do. Kim K, digmatize me. All right. So um, let's do a TGYH classic. And then we are going to come back and we're going to do some more something. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. Hi, this is Ryan from Those Guys You Hate. I'm addressing this directly to all of you out there in your office or running errands, enjoying everything that this world has to offer. George Orwell once said, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny their understanding of their own history. Wow, that's pretty deep. But I think I know what Giorgio was talking about. While you gallivant, flitter, and twitter your life away, I have to ask, where is your grandma? As you stop in your third Starbucks of the day, is your Nana sitting at home collecting bed sores like Pokemon? Not anymore. Welcome to Abuela by Lar. Abuela by Lar. It's not your fault that your grandma was born before the internet. Why should you have to suffer? At Abuela by Lar, we'll do something your grandpa never did. We take your grandma out dancing. You hit the gym while we do the swim at Abuela by Lar. Abuela by Lar offers so many different packages. From cheapskates who kind of love their grandma all the way up to real grandkids. Abuela by Lar's got you covered. Our standard members get to live their life with peace of mind, knowing that trained specialists are showing the old gal a good time. For an extra 50 bucks a month, gold members get the satisfaction knowing that grandma's gonna paint the town red. And for our VIP members, don't wait up. Grandma won't be back until the cows come home. You can go and smoke pot, and she can do the foxtrot with Abuela Bailar. Abuela Bailar. Bad hip? No problem. We have the nation's leader specializing in the hand jive. That's jive, you sickos. With Abuela Bailar. Abuela Bailar. We know that she grew up in different times, so we do take race requests. Use promo code HEY to check out. That's H-A-T-E for a complimentary happy ending. Jump in the jacuzzi and she'll do the watuzzi with Abuela Bailar. Abuela So call today and let go of the hassle of having to do the hustle with Abuela Bailar. Abuela Bailar. Hey everyone. If you're anything like us, you've struggled with depression, anxiety, isolation, or any number of things that hold you back in life. Or do you procrastinate a little too much? Maybe you've had trouble with self-control or even just going through a tough time. Regardless of whatever it is you're going through, therapy can help. For me, Ryan, it's completely changed the way I deal with my problems. Even the relationship with my own thoughts have improved dramatically. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is so important to us because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. 
BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you up to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash those guys or click on the link in the show's description. Clicking on that link not only supports us, but supports you. And we want to support you too by giving you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp to connect with a therapist and see if it helps you. Finding the right therapist is so important. Someone that you really connect with. And BetterHelp has made that easier than ever. Switching therapists until you find the right one without having to worry about insurance or any additional fees. You know, Tyler, when I first had my son, I felt so many emotions that I had never experienced in my life. Therapy really helped me figure out what was going on. Well, that is betterhelp.com slash those guys. Help the show by supporting the people that help us. Those guys. There are people that are still on the fringes of society. We can still make fun of fat people. We can still make fun of bald people. We can still make fun of people who blow their extremities off of fireworks. We need, it needs to be equality for everyone. Can you make fun of that last group? Make fun of people who blow their extremities off with fireworks? There was a a football player who very recently blew off like four of his fingers and we all had our laughs at at Jean-Pierre Paul. Did we have a laugh? I thought it was horrific and it it was a, a, a terrible invasion of privacy. Because well, his medical records were put out there for the world to see. If you don't want your privacy to be invaded, then be a little bit more responsible on Freedom Day, Tyler. <laughs> you hate. Oh, wait, I, I'm now arguing. That sounds like an infringement of freedom. I, I'm arguing <laughs> on the other side that I started off on. I told you I'm keeping you on track. Full okay? circle, baby. I, okay, I could do this. Necrophilia of victimless crime, Tyler. Now. Those guys you and we are back, Tyler, for the second time. And what what we were just discussing before we were so rudely cut off by actual real life mm-hmm. is about how we've seen an uptick in listens in Singapore at the moment, mm-hmm. which is awesome. When you think of Singapore, what do you think of? Uh, Asia. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't really know anything about Singapore. <laughs> and the youth in Asia. You know what I think of? When I was very young, there was a an American who got in trouble for spraying graffiti over there and they caned him his name was michael michael fay or something like that mm-hmm. and they they it was an international incident they hit him with a big giant rod i feel like it could have been way worse sure yeah, sure but yeah. man they have very strict laws over there sure at least you're coming back with like you know your hands attached to your body <laughs> what are you, not that singapore does I was that i to say i'm not sure what you're saying there Sa- Tyler. saudi arabia does that yeah they'll cut your hands off they'll cut your hands off i've listen i've seen aladdin all right, Tyler, what? let's get back into the show because you've got mail. Thank you, Jusifer. And Tyler. What, what version of Aladdin are you watching just before we move on? It's the one on Pornhub. Which one are you watching? They're cutting hands off of that? <laughs> sure, what are you getting off to, I dude? I am into some weird shit. You need psychological help. You've never wanted to create a new hole? 
All right, let's let's let's, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, what Sorry, guys. what you've got mail is is where I send Tyler a picture, he checks it out, and then we have a little back and forth. Now, this one is an actual serious one. There is some historical stank on it, Tyler. So go ahead and open up the first one. It's a picture I assume that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. and we're going to discuss the history of this. That's yeah, a very famous photo. Is this? Uh, it's at the Olympics, correct? The 1968 Mexico City Olympics mm-hmm. to be. Exact. And and it's the uh, a black man has won first place. He's standing at the very top of the podium and he has his fist raised. Tommy Smith. Okay. I did not know his name. Right. Thank you. And then we're going go- to learn about this. We're going to learn about not. Okay. So you have Tommy Smith came in first place. The black man at the top. Mm-hmm. John Carlos, the man who came in third place. The, back, the black man on the bottom mm-hmm. of the stands. Mm-hmm. And second place. Tommy Smith of Australia. That is who this story is about. Tommy Smith of Australia. Okay. Now. Looks like a normal guy. Looks like a normal guy. Now, what you probably don't know is that at in 1968, I mean, obviously, racial relations have always been an issue. Yes? Yes. Still, still to this day, 1968, a hotbed of, of race relation issues yeah. across the world. And you said you said Tommy is Australian? He's Australian. Oh, much like our Australian brother, uh, brethren on the other side of the world, I was going to say across the pond, on the other side of the world. Across a couple ponds. They, like, like America, have some pretty bad racist issues. Well, at that time, a lot of racists in in uh, in our countries. At that time, Australia had very strict apartheid laws that were almost as strict as South Africa. Now, people hear those Wolf. words apartheid. What does that mean? What is apartheid? Well, it was just it was it was slavery. It was taking uh, uh, black people out of their homes. Literally, people who live in Africa, these white people coming and taking people out of their homes and moving them to a very specific section of the city. It was it, it was literally an unjust and uh, uh, it was an atrocity where they killed uh, black people and the white people like like took power over them. Where they basically enacted laws that made black people secondhand citizens. L- Is less, that it? Less than. Less yeah. than. Yeah. So Smith and Carlos, the two black men that are there on the podium, decided that they wanted to show the entire world what the fight for human rights looked like. And Olympics, still a big deal, but back in the 1968, I mean, it was that, or or, or running alongside that giant hoop with a stick. It, those were your two options at that yeah, time. Yeah, it was the dark ages. We only had so many options in the world right. for entertainment. Olympics you know? was where it was at. Yeah. So They should bring this back. What Let's they, really focus on race relations. Let's focus on whites versus blacks. See how that what, how, what the numbers do after we do that. I don't like what you're doing. Well, <laughs> boxing actually does a lot of That's that. That's what I'm saying. Boxing pits black people versus white people and Mexicans and man, do people eat it up. Yeah, they love that's, it. That's what I'm saying. So they decided that they were going to use this opportunity once they won this, I think it was the 200 meter race to show the world to, to speak out. And, and you're looking at the picture of it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's a very iconic photo. So what happened, it, it, this information of them, you know, kind of showing this to the world spread amongst the athletes in the Olympic Village. Do you know anything about the Olympic Village? Oh, I know a little bit about the Olympic sure. Village. It seems like a pretty crazy place. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of banging. So they asked Peter Norman, the Australian, if he believed in human rights and God. And what he said as an Australian in 1968 is, I'll stand with you, which I think is, I mean, a pretty incredible thing at any time, but especially back then. Mm-hmm. 
So what John Carlo said years after, and for some, dude, for some reason, the story just got me, and I'm not doing shtick. I'm bringing it down. Not like Jake from State Farm. I, this is, I mean, I actually mean that. This is a real person, is what you're saying. John Carlo said, I expected to see fear in Norman's eyes, but instead we saw love, mm. which I thought was really beautiful. So they were wearing these badges, and these badges, it was a movement of athletes to support equality. It was like these, these badges that you put on your clothes. So they received their medals barefoot, representing the poverty faced by people of color, and they would wear those famous black gloves, that, like the, back, the Black Panther salute. It mm. was Norman who suggested that they each take one glove. If you look at that picture, one's holding up a right hand, one's holding up the left hand because they only had a pair of gloves between the two of them. Damn, times are hard. Times are I'm not, I'm not falling for that, Tyler. He, he even asked them, hey, do you have one of those badges for me? Norman, I don't know if you could see it in that photo, is wearing yeah. one of the badges. Clear as day. Now, Smith and Carlos were immediately suspended from the American Olympic team and expelled from the Olympic Village. They were kicked out. This is 1968, man. It was hard out there being a black guy. Jeez, man. And... Norman, for being a part of that, was also ostracized, mm -hmm. not just from the Olympics, but from his country. Yeah, he I believe was it. treated as if he had done something wrong, where you see a lot of these things. Muhammad Ali, who was ostracized himself for all of his political beliefs, where then in history they went back and said, oh, wait. We were wrong. You were obviously doing the right thing. But but all right and wrong are are what the people in power perceive your actions to be. There is no universal definition of right and wrong. It's just if you go from person to person to person and ask what is right and what is wrong, you're going to get a different answer from every person. There's a moral baseline, basic, or there is no moral baseline. There is none. Societal yeah. standards yep. and personal um, experiences and all of these things shape that kind of interaction. Yep. So he was just beaten up by his country. He was banned from being able to, after you know this, he, he had qualifying race times, but he was excluded from the Olympic team. A lot of people in those circumstances are allowed to then go on and work with the, this stuff, you know, securing a future in what they've spent their whole lives knowing. He was excluded from all of that. Mm -hmm. And he had the opportunity to be pardoned all that Norman had to do was condemn the actions of these two men in that Olympics, and he never would. Hell yeah. And, and that's, that's I mean, if somebody's doing that now, it's incredible. But the idea that somebody is doing this for somebody who doesn't look like them, it's not his fight. And him sticking his nose into it, I just thought that that was beautiful. And I understand your point of people who don't look like them, but if you get down to it, and I know it's cliche, we're all human beings. Human rights is human rights. That's it, man. I, you're 100% right. And it is because of actions like these three that we have come as far as we are. And there's still people to this day, obviously, that are taking up this particular fight and pushing us into the future. And it's what people are still fighting back against today, where you're less equal than I am. And because you don't look like me, and this guy is a pioneer and stood up for what he believed in in a way where it took away what he loved, and he stuck with it. Unfortunately, in 2006, Norman died of a heart attack. Mm. and Must have been a stressful life. Oh, man. After that. Tommy Smith, John Carlos, pallbearers at his funeral. Mm. And in 2012, the way that this works, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of this in the future, 
Australian Parliament approved a motion to formally apologize to Peter Norman and rewrite him into history. And basically saying- Only you could have done it while he was alive, but I guess better something is better than nothing. And I think that we're going to see a lot of that looking back on today where people stood up for what they thought was right and then realizing in the future, hopefully, hey, I was way off base. I was young. I was, you know, a, a, you know, a petulant youth and I, I made some mistakes. Well, the problem with that, not the problem, but just the other perspective on that is, is the people that are apologizing and writing him back into the history books are not the people that were making these decisions back in the day. These are the new generations that are coming in and writing these wrongs. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. But the older generations, generally speaking, I'm sure there are some that overcome their biases and their hatred. A lot of these people go to their grave being hateful and ignorant. I well, mean, change, just... change is very hard and you, you need to learn how to do it. And, it. and it can be very tough. Old dog, new tricks, all of that thing. Open up the second one. And this is the end of it for me here. And I'm going to read this verbatim because I thought that it was awesome. It's a statue, but they're missing. They're missing Peter Norman. Missing Peter. Let me read to you why. Those who come to view are allowed to participate by standing on the monument. Peter Norman is not included in the monument, so viewers can be in his place. Hmm. There is a plaque in the empty spot inviting those to take a stand. Norman requested that his space was left empty so visitors could stand in his place and feel what he felt. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Like, truly, it, it, it spurs emotion in me that uh, that I just, it's hard to really put into words. I thought that was an awesome story. Seems like a good guy. And I wanted to do it for Drew Got Mail. Hmm. Nailed it. I don't have my bell, but ding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened to your bell? It's over there. I'm actually looking at it right now. Okay. All right. Tyler, give me some GBI and we, and, and maybe we should mention to, uh, to the listeners that this might be the last time that you hear this format. We are trying out something a little bit different next week. We're trying to constantly evolve and try to get better. Not unlike a Peter Norman and, uh, Norman, and uh, hopefully this this uh, podcast continues to grow and change before your ear holes. Yeah, and please uh, send us your feedback. Seriously, those if, guys you hate if, it, if it's good, please. <laughs> That's not how feedback works. Oh yeah, GBI baby. Uh, three news stories of the week: one good, one bad, and one hopefully interesting. And we're going to get into them right now. I hope now. they're all interesting, really. Uh, uh, agreed. Agreed. Agreed on that. Is that a spring in the background? I think so. I'm not really sure. I've always wondered what instrument that is. Sure. Let's jump right into our good. Holy shit. shit, shit, shit. Is that the Kool-Aid man? I don't think so. <laughs> Ryan. Homelessness. You heard of it? I have. I have a special place in my heart for it. Anti, by the way. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I wasn't sure where you're sure. going with that. Here in America, we have over half a million people who are currently experiencing homelessness. Roughly 580,000 people who don't have a home to sleep in. 580,000 people. Okay, that's a substantial amount. It is a substantial amount. And I think we can both agree, as you just said, that is far too many. And there are some people out there that are working to end that, or at the very least, put a dent in those numbers. Q, the Denver Basic Income Project. Denver Basic Income, okay, go on. Over the past few months, they have been giving up to $1,000 to the city's most vulnerable people with no strings attached. 
And as you can imagine, so they're handing them cash. Yeah, or or a check. I'm not sure what the actual right. okay. currency was, but as you can imagine, it has had a positive impact on people's lives. Many participants have used that money to pay off debt, repair their car, secure housing, even enrolling in college courses. And I know what I'm about to say is the most common of common sense, but obviously, when people who live in a capitalist society have more money to live their lives, their lives are better for it. Sure. Well, what do you say to those people? And I am a person who keeps singles in my car so that when I see a homeless person, I like to give. It's something that makes me feel good. <laughs> singles plebeian. What do you do? Go on. I, uh, you throw nickels at them and I, drive away? I like to give fives. Maybe, do you, do maybe, you really? Maybe sometimes a 10. Oh my yeah. God. Look at this yeah. fucking guy. <laughs> you asked me. I, well, you, you, ma- asked you me. made me ask you. Um, I, I don't just <laughs> I don't just give them one. I give them a handful, but I like to I like to you know play it by ear. <laughs> so what do you say to the people who say you know they're just going to use that and buy drugs? I mean we could we could kind of associate that to this story sure. or whatever they say. And you that's know, fine. Alcohol. And, and my question to you would be, how do you know that? And and well, the way I think about it is that's none of my business what these people do. I'm I'm giving them this money because it makes me feel good. I agreed on that, but I would say if this person is alive and currently asks me for money, does that not mean that they are eating? So my question to that person asking that is, how do you know they're not spending it on food? Beer has protein in it, doesn't it? Calories? I don't know. I don't know about protein. Well, Denver Center for Housing and Homelessness Research found that just a few months in, most who received money from the project were not just better off, but significantly so. And this is a one one time one thousand dollar payment. They just they ju- they just started in twenty twenty one. They just uh, um, started the business in twenty twenty one, and I believe this is their first round of giving these money to these pay- uh, to these people. They got a two million dollar injection of funds from the city of Denver because that's Denver that's be- a lot of thousands believed in the yeah, yeah believed in them. So and and we can end this good on this. I know collectively. When we, and this is a general we, but I think you and I do this as well. I know I do. When we think of homelessness, so many of us think of either drug addiction or mental illness. That's true. But the main factor that has seen homelessness jump 6% in just the last five years is the cost of housing. We are headed towards a crisis point. Do you remember the, the rent is too damn high guy? Sure. Do you remember that guy? Of course. Grant. It's too damn high. high. That guy, I mean, he was a soothsayer. That guy. I bet you he's having a heart attack a day now. (laughs) He's dead. That guy's dead. (laughs) Because the rent used to be too damn high. Now it'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy, especially down here in Miami, but across, I mean, the, the country at the very least. Yeah, and we have a serious problem with corporations like BlackRock who are able to go in, buy single family homes over asking price in cash and then rent these out to people. They are, the people like them are working very hard to make sure that Americans do not own their own homes anymore. BlackRock is a pretty cool ass name though. Can we agree? It's a great That's name. That's pretty awesome. Evil company. Sure. Sounds like somebody from X-Files for sure. Um, yes, and that is that is especially happening down here where all of the houses and everything is being bought up and all of the natives have nowhere to go. That is correct. We've seen it happen in New York. We've seen it happen to San Francisco. We see it happening in LA and Miami. It's just another one of the uh, victims of this entire process. People are mean, man. 
Greedy. They're yeah. greedy, Ryan. And they are allowed to be greedy by the system. That's the problem. But that was good. And, that then was things, good. and things are good. Everything's fine, ladies and gentlemen. Save me, Denver. De de distraction. Distraction. Look over Take here. Take me home, Country Roads. <laughs> Let's go to our, um, our bad. And uh, sorry about this one. Oh, it's so wet. It's wet. Oh, man. it's so wet. And when I hear that noise, like starting in the bottom of the throat, I feel it in my throat. <laughs> I have throat empathy. <laughs> Thrempathy. Thrempathy. <laughs> um, I know this is like basically beating a dead horse because it's killing all the horses, but the world's September temperatures were the warmest on record, breaking the previous high by a huge margin, according to the EU Climate Service. Okay. That's, that's bad. Last month was almost a full degree warmer than the average September temperature between 1991 and 2020. And this is due to just us uh, abusing and raping the planet? Greenhouse gases. Yeah. The ozone layer traps in these gases as the sunlight comes into our atmosphere. Instead of bouncing off and going back into space, they get trapped here Again, within the atmosphere, which begins to warm the planet more and more and Convection more. Convection oven. Uh, now, now, and I'm not doing a thing here. When I was young, there was a big thing about how we were destroying the ozone layer. Mm -hmm. is, is that still a thing? No, or? it has. It, because of certain practices that we have put in, and that's a great week in review, the last I read on it is that is actually repairing itself. Much like human skin, yeah. it repairs that's, that's itself exactly over time. My, my mind went to exactly right. The problem is, is now there's all this. Maybe bacteria isn't the right word for it, but all this like plague underneath the skin, and it's healing over the the bad that's stuff. That's how pus is, is, is for him. <laughs> exactly. And and now, tell me if I'm reading this wrong. Can't aerosol just fix it? If we all just go back to aerosol, will this fix it? You mean make it worse? It's like popping a pimple. We got to let it out, right? That's how we destroyed the ozone oh, layer oh, in the first place. Destroy the ozone sure. layer to release the gases. Let's just keep balancing it. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Let's keep going back and forth. Unfortunately, there's such a thing as gravity, and which now has control of all oh, these I'm gases. I'm so sorry, Isaac Newton. I apologize. No, it's bad, man. We're, we're in the deepest of troubles, and there's a lot of people out there who are being paid big bucks to stop us from knowing or paying attention to this, we're being digmatized, Tyler. Re agreed. Remember that oil corporations are quite literally multi-trillion dollar corporations that then put in billions of dollars behind the lie that is they are not destroying the planet. It's like the tobacco company. It's just so much of it is- Only the, worse. The money is being cranked back into, hey, everything's good, you know? Now, said by the man who either has the worst or the best name I have ever heard in my life, Zeke Hausfather, <laughs> an experienced researcher who wrote on, I'm just calling it Twitter, fuck X. This month was, in my professional opinion as a climate scientist, absolutely gobsmackingly bananas. That's a scientific term. That's a scientific term. So yes, we are just headed in a direction right now that is unsustainable. The way that we are killing species, the way that we are destroying the planet, the way that we are heating the planet. We are, for the people that are the later years of their life, are doing everything they can to get as much profit as possible because the consequences they will not have to deal with. Well, we talked about this last week when you were talking about the politicians who stay in office until they are literally having strokes in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. 
they are making rules that they will never have to abide by. Yep. And that is a troubling time. And we are not long for this world, Tyler. I truly believe that. I agree. I agree. It was a it was a good ride while we had it. Sure. Or I guess it was a good ride while previous generations had it. Sure. Our generation kind of got bleeped. Yes, we did. Yes, we yeah. did. And we I, we really did. Uh, we're, we're living by... The, the thing is, we're all living by the decisions that the generations before us made, but we now may be at a time that's too late to turn backwards. Oh, we're definitely at that point. But there's... But and I and I I feel kind of bad saying this, but I, it's something I also truly believe: the previous generation, when they had the the boon that was the economy that they had, pulled up the ladder after they climbed. They got to the top and then pulled the ladder up uh, behind them on purpose. Uh, to a certain degree, I think a lot of I mean Edward Bernays did not help things. I think because of um um. Dictatized? Can we leave that because, in? There? Yeah. <laughs> because the previous generation got dictatized by the yes. wealth, by the wealthy, and they have just been the wealthy have been eating away at this economy and the world for so long. We are now getting to a point where we're just kind of waiting for the system to break because that's like gonna have to be what what happens. Scary, man. I, I genuinely mean it. I know we're always doing, you know, show. No, it's true. It's scary. It's I, true. I, I worry about my son and, and what these things mean for the future, I, you know, and not just in this country, but in this planet. I, I am 35 years old and I have wanted for a long time now to have a kid. And I'm now kind of at a point where I'm like, do I want one? Would, would I be... How much of a disservice would I be doing to this human being by bringing him into this world? And, and you worry about what the state, you know, it, and I think that this is something interesting and we can move on, whatever, this is your thing, where where you, I think for a long time, we all thought like, hey, we'll push this off. Like, man, my kids, kids, kids are gonna deal with this. And That's right. Yo, this is gonna happen. This is happening right now. To this us. is happening in our lifetime. To us, the boomers are going to see the consequences of this. Hell, there are plants growing in Antarctica. There's grass. Well, that's a good sign, grass right? And no! Why not? It's supposed to be ice! Oh. <laughs> oh, it's like actual grass. Literal grass! Okay, that's going to be an issue. That's We're gonna, an issue! Uh, how are the polar bears doing? Are they okay? Not good! Last time I... I was about to make a mean Jonah Hill joke, but we don't do that here. No! No, we don't. At least I, those, I, I stopped myself. At least those polar bears have all that Coca-Cola to drink. They seem they, to love it. They should be fine. I hear that's pretty good for you. <laughs> not unlike the fallout. That's all we're going to have left. Nuka-Cola and Twinkies. I was going to say, start collecting those bottle caps. Damn right. Right into our interesting. Oh my God, who the hell cares? He makes a good point. I thought it was going to be the cat throw up again. <laughs> Ryan, where do we draw the line between porn and our school system? I'd say at the Naval. I got nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I got what, nothing. What is that? That's not helpful I in got any nothing. fucking way. There is a sentence I never thought I'd say, but a Missouri high school school, a Missouri high school. We're leaving that in 1 billion percent. Missouri high school school. Um, <laughs> a Missouri high school English teacher has been fired this week after her OnlyFans page was discovered by the community. Well, this is not a one-off deal. No, this it's is... not. I, I wanted to have this conversation. Sure. What are your personal thoughts, beliefs on this subject? It's very interesting. I ooh, I want for teachers to be allowed to be people. And I'm not big on moralizing, but being able to see, you know, your teacher's muff mania 
being able to see her teacher's uh, private parts, I can understand as being something that could distract you from learning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure. I haven't really bored down on this and figure out where I stand. Yeah. What do you think? Um, it, it is a it is a tough situation. Uh, she did say I didn't think anybody would catch on that quick, although I always knew it would be a possibility because it is a subscription-based service. You can't just go in and just watch her videos. But all there's willy-nilly. just so much porn out there. What you're just kind of hoping for yeah. is that nobody... I mean, I would love to know like how much porn is uploaded per day. I mean, it would oh, be... Can't imagine the amount of hours. But But I believe that this boils down to a conversation about how teachers need to be paid more. She was making an annual salary of $42,000. Which is just, uh, it's hard to subsist. The average home in Missouri is $238,000. All she has to do is work five years and she can buy that home that she's always wanted as long as she doesn't eat, sleep, or buy clothes. And teachers have to pay for their own supplies for the classroom. What's up with that? Which doesn't make any sense. Well, because we need to take all this money and we need to spend it on war, Tyler. Money well spent, Ryan. Because there's lots of that out there, apparently. Big money, Tyler. She also said that monthly, she was making roughly $10,000 from OnlyFans. Monthly $10,000. She's making six figures a year. $40,000 all year. Okay, that's that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, she was doing OnlyFans to supplement her her teaching. No, no, no. She was doing teaching teaching to supplement her OnlyFans. This is my ancillary job. Exactly. And so she she even said, I always knew this would be a possibility. I have accepted the fact that I may never even teach again. I guess at the end of the day, if I have to give an answer, I do understand the perspective of we don't want our teachers doing porn because they, you know, look after the students and all that. But I also believe in the argument that we're not paying our teachers shit. I don't think anybody's arguing on the other side. And they need to do what they need to do in order to survive. But what that is showing, Tyler, is where we place our priorities in the society, where we, I mean, there is definitely... And I know we've we've lost the humor in the show here. There's definitely a correlation between the way that we teach our the way that we treat our teachers and our interest in learning and the way that in many different ways you could quantify that society has been dropping off in a lot of ways. I know that's an editorial, I know that's an opinion, but also hard to, to disagree with. It's no, it is it is it, that is quantifiable. Yeah. The way that we re, that we match up against other countries uh education system, that is a quantifiable fact. We don't give a is it safe to say that we're not that interested in investing in our children's future in that way? I would say that there people the people are, but I will go another conspiracy theory for you that I actually don't think is a conspiracy theory. I think it's true powers it be want to sap the public school system with for funds they want much like our medical system they want to drain it for all that it's worth and then go hey look the private sector is so much better at this so then it also divides our country even further charter schools baby where the, where not, not only that the rich get the best education possible and the poors like the rest of us get the shit that they get Those fucking sneeches with stars, Tyler. That's what I'm saying. Dr. Seuss had it right. Excuse me, Soyce. So we are, are unfortunately, and I guess these all conversations come back to the same place, and I hate to be so blunt about this, we are waiting for the older generation to die so the younger generation can hope to have a chance to save our future. But don't you think that 
what I notice happening, and, and I don't mean to be doom and or gloom guy, but the fact of the matter is very often as people age, they start taking these things on. You, there's a stereotype that when you're young, you're a liberal and you think with your heart. And as the world and time just beats the shit out of you, you become a conservative conservative and you think with your mind is the way that they that they that you know conservative people frame it but i don't i don't think of it as just the world beating the shit out of you i see it as you want to preserve what you had in your youth the way that i had Even it when if it I, didn't work yeah yeah but but much look at the older generation they had an amazing economy. Of course they want to keep it that sure. way. You of course. You bought this three-story house for $20,000? That's what I'm saying. I'll take two. You, you, you swept floors and your wife stayed home with three kids and two cars and you got to afford the house you lived in. Yeah. Of course you want to keep it that way. How do we go back to that? To the people that are born now, to the people that have grown up in this economy, what the fuck are we trying to keep the same? Yeah. That's fair. And, and, and it's especially interesting coming from two guys like you and me, where it's been pretty good to us. And also we see the problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people are suffering because of this. Not me. I'm doing great. Yeah. But people life, are suffering. Life is good. And yeah. we still, not unlike Peter Norman, care about the people who are hurting. I just think that if we all make, if we all want, want to sacrifice for others collectively, it would make the world an infinitely better place. But hasn't the world already responded to that? And we need to respond back. That's how conversations work. Or wars, or Welcome battles. Welcome to those guys you hate. <laughs> and that, Ryan, is GBI. Great job, Tyler. Great job. Hey, yo. We take the things that are fucked up in this world and we try to make entertainment out of it. And Did we, it work? I don't know. Tyler, great job. <laughs> Thank you. Tell people how they can reach out and tell us whatever it is they want to tell us. Get my sound effect ready for me. Okay, I'm ready. I, I, I You know what? I was honestly thinking about fade, fading this out without mentioning it because... I didn't know if it was working or not, but I got it ready, Tyler. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com. Go ahead. Snoop around. And just check everything out. Go yeah, ahead. Dude, you just nailed that. Be, be, be curious. Be, be turned on a little bit. Sure. Be frisky. Be willing to flip a couple switches, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's right. And write to us. And in that little corner, you're going to see that little microphone. It's a little voicemail function where you get to, you get to say whatever you want. Yes. Just say the dirtiest shit. You Tell can us know. your feelings on Conchanted. Yes, yes, please. Unless they're bad, then we don't want to hear from you. Sure. Great job, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. And, and and thank you to everybody out there. We we genuinely appreciate your support. You guys have been amazing and you have come hard. You have supported us hard uh during especially during these last couple of months. Podcast mommy, podcast granny. Oh no! No, I don't want to make that a thing. No! PM and PG? No! Yeah, it's a weird one. Tyler, what's the moral of the story? Oh, um, I, I will continue on with what I said with my interesting. If we just make, set the intention to just want, want to sacrifice, even in the tiniest, tiniest degree for others, people that we don't know or have never met before, even if we go out of our way to be kind in the face of all the perceived evil that's out there, it would just, it would make our, our world a better place, it is, it, we cannot change other people's behavior, we can only change our own. So so fight in the face of all of that that is bad and evil and just do your best to be good. Well, can I say, as somebody with recovering narcissistic qualities, I will tell you, the reason that I started trying to grow, and maybe this is ugly, but it's also very true, 
when you discover the fact that taking care of somebody else is so beneficial and so healing to you, yeah. right? Like, like selfishly do for others, it can be a beautiful thing. Without you, a doubt. You, you feel better for yourself. You see all these people, you know, people at the top of Enron and people who are doing all these miserable things. You look at them and they, they look like they have sepsis. They look like they've been poisoned yeah. because they have. They have that greed, that that disgust, that want. It really is something that that affects you physiologically. Harvey Weinstein's purple penis. Ty- Little green wiener, Tyler. Whatever. Get it right or pay the price. Ryan, what is the moral of the story? The moral of the story is I'm doing a gag here with Taylor Swift and Jake from State Farm and all of these different things. But I genuinely mean that there are people at the tops of these corporations. There are people that have these clandestine plans for us, like you just discussed with our education and with all of our different things that we have going on. Let's all stop. Let's all think about our own lives. Let's not get so wrapped up. I'm not saying don't be entertained by some of these things, but that's not real life. Mm -hmm. You are a puppet in many ways in that. I mean, breaking free of that illusion, I think, could really help the planet as we know it. Agreed on that. We're those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. It's not even the same Jake from State Farm. Red circle. Red circle. Tyler, I had somebody ask me, what the hell does red circle mean? Oh, it's how we get started up, obviously. When we uh, when we built our very first studio in a previous home, um, we had one camera that was set up outside the studio looking in through a window, and we made a couple uh, uh, faux pas where we forgot to hit the button. So we always said we need to look for that red light sure. that was right there on the well, camera. it was our code. It was our yeah. code. Red yeah, yeah. circle means like full, I can't start until I hear red circle yeah. because we got got a couple times where yeah. we had recorded. Uh, you guys will never hear it, but I mean, just what I remember is being pure comic gold. You mean when we forgot the camera? Yeah. yeah. I, every single time that we didn't record it, it was perfect. Sure. Now, Tyler, we have got some new stuff going on in here. I've a, got a, a new, lot of new stuff. A new desk that we I have been promising desk. to the audience for a long time. No more squeaks. He had to go out and get the better desk. He has, his, has lights that he can change with a remote. What are you it's feeling? You feeling yellow? So cool. <laughs> I have turned into like a, a, a tween age virgin here with my desk. You got you got the lights on your desk. You got the cup holder for the desk that you haven't installed. You're even playing video games on a constant basis now. You are regressing sure. to one of us Neanderthals. Well, the problem is I'm just not happy. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to try out everything. Is that my problem? It is your problem. Oh. I'm making it your problem, Tyler. And you know what we discussed? So I got one of these desks and... I'm guessing there's very few places where you order a piece of furniture and it just comes put together. That's not really a thing anymore, right? Uh, only if you're wealthy. Okay. If you're wealthy, then you can get like one of those um, uh, Italian wood desks that's shipped over mm. from, you know, I assume Italy. And it comes in sure. one giant slab. I love that. I yeah. love that. Like yeah. a piece of marble. Now this, because I'm a Baroque boy, I had to put together on my own. What? 
Go ahead. I just making a face. <laughs> I had to put together on my own. And you would ask me, hey, do you like doing that? Like, do you like putting those things together? And I do in the theory of it. Like, I like the thought of doing it. When you're actually sitting there doing it, it sucks, man. It's an adult Lego set. It's an adult toy. I agree. But the thing is, is that it, it after you've done it for a little while, it just sucks. It's it just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want this to be finished. Why? It's just too many little pieces. And now you're missing a screw. Everybody's done this. Everybody's gone to Ikea. Do you like Ikea? Never been in an Ikea before. I hear they have great meatballs. Are you serious? No, nah, never been in one. How's that possible? Because any furniture, because first of all, I am a child, Ryan. Okay. I might be a 35-year-old body. I am a, a the mentality of a child in a lot of ways. What does that have to do with Ikea? Uh, because I've- Oh, you mean purchasing your own furniture. Purchasing <laughs> my own furniture. Uh, a lot of my- Mom, what are you doing on Thursday? As a matter of fact, the majority, all of my furniture was handed to me. And I've just been taking it with me ever since. That is a child, not not you, but that is a child thing where you just take- Also me. Funeral, uh, you know- uh, Funeral? Well, I was going to say, a lot of the furniture that I got when I was with the band was from a dead lady's house. Oh, I think we didn't she kill her. Oh, that had nothing to do with us. Okay, she ha she died of her own causes. Right. So I got this desk and I'm doing it. My son helped me put it together, and I won't even give you the whole drawn out story. But I did use the wrong screws in a certain place and put four holes in the top of this desk. I was wondering what was going on. Yeah, there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it up just because of my normal embarrassment. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm just not good at it, man. I'm just not good at it. And my son attacked it with all the confidence in the world and also put two of the four holes in the desk. So here we go. Mm -hmm. But uh, but we're up and running. We are, we've moved around the... What are you reading over there? What you I was, got going I was, on? I was actually setting up because I think the audience would want to see it. Um, what you got going on with the desk and everything. So I actually, please, please don't show them my holes. I, I, I actually just wanted to uh, to show the audience what was going on for anybody who can see the oh wow the actual desk. This is Ryan's brand new desk. I've got a rule where I don't show my holes on the internet, so please respect that. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is not true. I can tell you that. Please much respect right now. my holes. There it is. Oh wow, that's look really nice. Look, look, look at us, Tyler. Look at that light right there. What don't we do? Yeah. Also, we've had to, um, you know fix the camera so I don't look like that guy from Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, it did look like you had some sepsis going on in previous videos. I got sepsis from my sepsis. Yeah. Or, and and or, the, the situation, go ahead. No, no, I was just- I or, see you questioning or, yourself. Or was that scurvy? I forget. What's the one where your liver stops working and you're- is it jaundice? Which, which jaundice one? is where you turn yellow. Yellow, that's sure. right. That's what scurvy it is. Scurvy is where you don't have enough vitamin, vitamin C. C. That's yes. why they were called limeys. Yes. Okay. That's true. I, I believe you. Yeah. I just, that's the British a funny... would bring citrus with them. They were called limey. That's a funny word. That's true. Love scurvy. I invented a... <laughs> no, uh, you don't. I love the word scurvy. And in, oh, in seventh sure. grade, I, I invented a fake band with kids in my class, and we called ourselves Purple Scurvy. And uh, we never picked up a musical instrument. I digress. So we're doing a lot of things here to get this up and running, to get into the 21st century. Are we still in the 21st century? We're still in the 21st and, uh, century. Until and, we hit 2200, we're still in the And we're, we're rolling here, Tyler. We are kicking ass. Until we hit 2100, excuse me. Okay. That's yeah, an important... It's an important distinction. I just don't want to sound stupid. <laughs> Which is the, the baseline of this show. Tyler and I venture to not sound stupid. Now, 
My my segment that I've been doing about where the internet gives me something and then I regurgitate it to you, which is something that I've actually really liked a lot. You if, don't say. Yeah, I, which I've been. That that Kiko man, while it's down, I mean, that thing has lived on throughout the week, has it not? You, it's lived on because you keep bringing it up. Has it not been other people? Has it not been Podcast Mommy? Has it, A lot of people were tickled by that. I'm sorry that it's upset you so much. <laughs> you, you hate to see me succeed, Tyler, and I respect that. I feel like that's the foundation of the show. That is true. Well, I try to be outrageous with you and, and, and get you to react, and you are, you know, disappointed in me. That's kind of the way that this thing works. Mm-hmm. Now, I have made some imaging here for what I am now d- calling Internet Says. Okay? Okay. Are you ready for it? Sure. Let's here, do it. Here we go. I'm going to do an internet. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a book. Oh. All right, Tyler. <laughs> if that is not the sound of the internet, then I don't know shit about the internet. So far, I am engaged. I am excited. <laughs> I want to know what's coming. Now, the way the internet says works is where I find something wacky and ridiculous on the internet. I regurgitate it to you, and then we have a couple of chuckles. We yak it up like, yeah. like two crusties, Tyler. Internet never, never want to go full crusty. Internet told me. And I, and I kind of tried to follow up on it, and I, I'm not sure that this has been substantiated as true, but the internet has given me the Dutch translation. Dutch, an awesome language, right? Whenever I say Dutch, like, what do you think it's of? It's confusing as hell. Oh, Co- what do I think uh-huh. of? Uh, oven. Dutch oven. Oh, thank God. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> no, I, a Dutch oven. A Dutch oven, which yeah. is, remind me again what that is. Uh, that is when you fart under the covers and then pull some the covers over somebody else's head. What is the purpose of this show? Uh, to make people giggle and laugh and then maybe give them some new perspectives on why they're so fucked up. Okay. Well, I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> That's Tyler. the technical term. <laughs> there is no way you could be serious with this sound effect behind behind us. You're right. I'm trying to be serious. Now, I have what I have learned is the Dutch translation of spank me, daddy. Okay, but I want you to read it. When I think of Dutch, I think of the, I think like every normal person in the whole entire world, I think of the the Muppets. Yeah. Chef, right? Yeah. Because he has a lot of fun with it. Bork, bork, bork. The whole deal. Even though the Dutch are very upset because he's technically more Swedish than Dutch. Chill the fuck out, Dutch. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we already celebrated you with that song over and over again as the weeks have passed. Now, I'm going to give you... We've given you the oven. What more do you want? The Dutch translation of Spank Me Daddy. Oh. I would like for you to read it for the audience. Oh, Ready? It's, it's on a piece of paper. Sure. He's going old school. We're going old school, baby. All right, Tyler, Uh, if you were Dutch... Before I unfold this piece of paper, I know it's going to be a ridiculous series of letters. It's... They they love the vowels over there. They love the vowels. Now, go ahead... This is easier than I thought it would be. Sure, sure. Just go ahead and read it out loud. Spank me, Daddy, in Dutch. Mm. Right into the microphone. That's got to be a fine. Mm. Give me in clap, Papa. Wait, one more time for the people in the back. Give me. Ugh, hold on. Let me do my more sexy voice. Sure, I'm going to turn this down because I want the full. Please, now, read please. it slowly, mm. please. Read it slowly. Hold on. I got this. Really this. draw out the ease. Okay. All right. Give me ein clap, Papa. And that. <laughs> I'm going to do an internet. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a book. Oh. Is what, is what the internet says. Give me ein clap, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope that's true. I, you, didn't, I didn't even look it up. You wacky Dutch in your I, crazy words. I love it, man. Uh, I, I love that shit. To all of our Dutch uh, uh, brethren out there, please write in. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com. Write in. Tell us, is that actually how you say that? Give me in clap, papa. Yeah, or did he just say something Horribly racist. Sure, and if I did, I I would like to apologize. I would like to renounce my ways. And you can spank the daddy as a form of retribution. <laughs> Papa. Tyler, do you have anything for pregame, or you want to go on and get into the meaty bits of it? Uh, we just passed 10 minutes for the pregame, so I think we are good to go on the actual show. Let's getty spaghetti. Give me in clip, Papa. In clip. In clip, excuse me. I think it's clip. Wait. No, it's clap. K-L-A-P. Clap. Give me in clap, Papa. Give me in clap, Papa. Yours is way better. I don't know. You're nailing it. 